Sports Meets Beer Podcast, the beer episode. Yeah. Another beer episode. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben Perry. That is Brad Barmore. Welcome to another episode. Uh, yeah, thanks for checking us out. You can check us out on all the social medias. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, email the show, sportsmeetsbeer at gmail.com. That's meats, like the protein, sports meets beer. Now, this is going to become relevant here in a second when you guys find out this first beer that we're drinking, but I, we, I was just watching the music video for Insane in the Brain by Cypress Hill, uh, and it's a great Instant video. classic. It's a great video. It's a great video. But the funniest thing, uh, the two funniest things that I, uh, that I read in the comments, somebody said, somebody named Godot, one year ago, one year ago. When did that song come out? Uh... Shit, I don't know. It's got to be like 1996. No, I think it was like... 1993. You know, that was like 92. 90, 91, 92, because I listened to Cypress Hill when I was in high school. 1993, yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, the first thing somebody wrote is, you could get impregnated by that bass line. <laughs> 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 That's really funny. That's really funny. Let's see. Let's see if this this probably won't work, but I'm going to do it anyway because we're having trouble getting music onto the show as it is right now. Because <laughs> Spotify changed their whatever it is. One of us is pregnant right now, just from yeah. the baseline. I can feel it. You can listen to. You can guess which one after the show is over. <laughs> well. Uh, we're bringing that up because we are drinking a beer, utterly insane, from Burning Barrel Brewing Company. Uh, Burning Barrel Brewing Company is out of the Sacramento area. Again, uh, this is a beer brought to us by friend of the show, Mr. Cal Castillo. Big shout out there to Mr. Kyle. Uh, yeah, Rancho Cordova. Well, They're right. proudly uh, having the stamp of... The independent brewery, craft brewery, shape of the bottle, that's on their can. So okay. that's cool. Um, <laughs> this is their Katharina Sour, 5.5% ABV. Uh, this is also known as a wild ale. All right, lay it on me. What the hell is a wild ale? Well, a wild ale is known, uh, made famous by this little tiny brewery here in Sonoma County called Russian River. All of their uh, supplication, consecration, temptation, sanctification, beautification are all wild ales. Essentially, uh, it's a Belgian influence, but uh, you have the Brett, right? The yep. uh, Brett, the Brett uh, bacterias, Brettanomyces anomalous, um, or Lactobacillus. Um, this basically, once you uh, put that live agent into the beer, it does create those funky Belgian flavors, but it also becomes a wild beer meaning it could uh in a lot of times they that's done in the barrel process mm -hmm. not in the in the brew process because it is so hard to clean and the beer could go wild in your system which would create catastrophe of the beers that you don't want to have that flavor because <laughs> it can hide yeah. in nooks and crannies anyway nooks um, and crannies yeah just like a thomas's english muffin i was just gonna say <laughs> well um yeah the 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 beer Let's see where's that can? There it is. Um, I would I would refer reference the website, but my um, antivirus program on my laptop would not let me because it's got viruses attached to it. So don't go to burningbarrelbrewingcompany.com. Whatever you do, all right. 
but they do offer some little notes on the side of the can here. Um, it is located in the Barrel District of Rancho Cordova. I had no idea there was such a thing there. Did you? Were you aware of the Barrel District? Uh, everyone knows about the Barrel District. Son of a bitch. Where anyone who's anyone knows about the Barrel District. God, uh, nah, next thing I know, you're going to tell me Hansel's so hot right now. Uh, I will say this. You got to go down and check it out. It is a barrel of laughs. Go on. <laughs> wow. I couldn't tee that one up any better for you. <laughs> um, anyways, this um, let's run through our AATMF. Um, pouring this beer out looks like this looks like a madras or yeah. a um, like something like a jungle juice concoction that I would find in Hawaiian punch. Bathtub. Yeah, very much. Very Hawaiian punch color. It's good call. Good call. Uh, but it's got a really, really nice um, raspberry hue to it. Um, you can see the carbonation, real nice tight bubbles in this. I, it looks it looks inviting. Um, you know, from the aroma, you definitely get the sour, the funk, that Belgian funk. You cannot fake the funk. No, no, never. Uh, and it's it's you know it's you're you're gonna you're dump, jumping into this thing. You're gonna have some sour notes. It just is what it is. But believe it or not, this is quite refreshing. It is delightful. I, uh, the, yeah, the, the the berries and cherries on the nose are good. Um, I'm not getting a ton of blood orange in the nose on this. The the tart cherry and blackberry take over. Yeah, I, you know, I, I think my issue there is a little bready malt in this. The more I sort of let it breathe in my on my palate, um, my issue with anything cherry is it's just super medicine-y. I could see that. And I just, I get that here also. I, I can appreciate what this is. I actually, I actually don't dislike it. I, I think it, I actually think it's pretty refreshing. I just wish that it was more berry and more blood orange. Like the blood orange really is what gives it this color, really. Because um, it looks exactly like blood orange juice. Um, I like the finish on it. I think it's nice. I just, I got to work through the cherry here to really... Uh, yeah, I can really see. I can beer. see your point, but it, to me, the refresh, how refreshing this is. I mean, this to me would be a great like. This is a great beer, camping on the water, right? Something during the day that you just need. You know, you're going to get a little bit of a kick. Uh, you need a little something that's going to shock your palate, but it's going to be really refreshing at the same time. It's not going to sit there and lay with you for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. I, I like this beer. I, I can I can totally get behind it, um, but it's also one of those things because if I'm looking for. If I'm looking for like a fruit style beer, like these wild ales is a perfect uh, vessel for that. And I think I, I do like the Belgian funk that yeah. we talked about. And I think this this pairs really well. I, I see the medicine part of that cherry, but I can I can get past that pretty quickly. And I think this thing this thing finishes really nice. Yeah. It's uh as you know, as sours go wild ales go it's not usually my style i like this beer i like this beer i just wish that i that i wish there was no cherry in it does that make sense yeah. like i like oh, this totally. beer and i would drink a whole 12 ounce of this i drink a pint of this whatever uh and I, I i find it enjoyable i just i think that um i feel like it could be oh so much more if it just didn't have that one <laughs> little flavor profile and that's totally indicative of my personal preference i don't think that's indicative of like a flaw in the beer making uh but uh Generally speaking, I think this beer is great. This is a pretty far cry from some of the stuff that we usually try on the show. So it's a nice departure, and I think it's a great beer. Absolutely. Um, well, let's uh, let's jump into number two. Okay. Tilted Mash Brewing Company. 
another Sacramento favorite uh, over there in Elk Grove. Here we're going right from the wild ale to a double IPA. So Tilted Mash, a uh, little background on these guys. It's two buddies, mm-hmm. two great friends who love everything and anything about craft beer. Okay. I can identify with that. Okay. Um, I don't have they, two buddies. <laughs> I'm talking about you and I. Oh, sorry. Uh, they start brewing in the garage, right? Typical story. Brewing in someone's garage, having a good time. Um, they were brewing on demand for all their friends and family, for all these different gatherings. Uh, and so, as you know, in Sacramento, there's not much to do. So everyone gets together. Um, <laughs> but they had so much wear and tear on their uh, mash ton, and it started tilting on its side. And that's literally how they got the name, Tilted, uh, tilted Mash. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Not bad. Um, so the beer itself. Go through the AATF. Yeah. Oh, I got a funky smell from this thing from the start. Uh, this is like a little yellowy, like an amber yellow color. Um, the nose on this. It smells like a double. It smells... Like, I can already smell the malt, and I can already, like, sense how sweet this is going to be, how sticky this is. Yeah. Uh, what are we looking at ABV-wise here? Did we talk about that? Uh, it's about 8%. 8%, exactly. 8%. Eight, exactly. Yeah, you could just smell it. Um, oh, whoa. Uh, I literally just got the chills from drinking that. That's how thick that is, how big that double IPA is, especially coming from that. The very light finished, uh, utterly insane from Burning Barrel. What a difference in two beers. Bear, bear with me on this comparison. This smells like when you overcook frozen peas. <laughs> That's a wrap. Let's clean it up. <laughs> <We're> t- <laughs> how, do I, how do I come back from that? I'm just telling that's this is what the this vegetation that you're talking about, the like pea green soup, or are you talking about? Just the, the the overall smell you're getting when you're boiling them off, like when you boil them off and then you like you've cooked them too far and they're like that yellowy color as opposed to like bright green and you drain them and then it, it's just like you know the reason why everyone hates peas because this is the way that all our moms did it. Um, Speak for yourself. I love wasabi. I love peas by the way. Mm. Um, interesting. It's uh, this is. Uh, This is one of the worst beers I've ever viewed on the show. <laughs> I was going to, it literally, like I said, it gave me the chills and it wasn't a good way. It it's is, a huge jump from what we were just tasting. I, I think I, I'm, I'm going to give them a, the sh- a little bit of a doubt. Uh, I'm giving them a lot of doubt. You're giving me a little benefit of the doubt. <laughs> benefit of the doubt is what I meant to say. They, uh, yeah, this is, um, this is big. This is, and it's not in a, in, in no way is it meant to be complimentary. It's like a compost pile. No, it's bad. It is like a pine. It's like someone took, you know, those tiny little Listerine like breath strips that you put on your tongue that dissolve. Uh It's like that, but with pine tar, and you can't get it out of your mouth. Oh, like you like you licked the the bat handle of like a major league baseball player. (laughs) Yeah, is that a metaphor for something else? Yeah, his penis. His penis. His (laughs) sticky piney penis. Um, yeah, I'm not joking. This is one of the worst beers that we've tasted on the show. <laughs> this might take the cake for 2018. I 
I would rather drink the E4040 again than this. No, you're that's crazy. I'd like to, if you haven't had a chance to check out our review of the E forty forty. That was like episode ten. Episode it was I think it was even it was even earlier than that. Uh, it's it's the first the first time in our podcast history where Ben and I disagreed in a beer and Ben tried to convince me that it was good. This is a momentous occasion. <laughs> it had like, honey in it. It made it good. <laughs> this is a momentous occasion, ladies and gentlemen, where Ben now is backing off of his love for the E forty forty. Um I've grown as a man. I'm not ashamed to admit that. <laughs> I. How does something like this get made? How does how does nobody in the room go, "Hey, man, this isn't right"? Yeah, I just it, it's to me it's completely unbalanced. There's it's way too much hop and pine and bitter. There's no malt backbone. It's like they filtered it through an old lawnmower bag. The vegetation, I can totally see what you're going with. The, the with the pea comment and everything else, just that vegetable, that vegetable broth. Yeah. Right. Which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of pea green soup. I ask my wife to make it all the time. I love it. Oh, do you? Uh, this reminds me of if the pea green pea green soup. You mean like split pea soup? Yeah, split pea soup. Yeah. Um, if if it if she didn't have any ham or bacon or potatoes or anything else in it. Boom. Yeah. Like, that's what this would taste like. Just straight peas. I get you. I'm, I'm picking up what you're dropping. Um, yeah, it's just. Uh, yeah, it's like a it's like a wet dog. <laughs> All right. So that's two thumbs down for us. Well, we wanted to make the episode go longer. So I'm just going to keep going with the things that I pick up in this. <laughs> Please keep going. Well, we've got. Another beer from the Sacramento area that's friends of the show now. They, they've retweeted us. They've uh, shot us out on Twitter. All the above. So we've got another beer on deck. So let's dump these. It smells like, like my college roommate's hand towel. They, like, he never really washed. He just kept drying his hands off in it for like four straight months until we couldn't figure out what was going on. And the dorm, we couldn't figure out what it was. Like we kept, we were like, why we, we freaking got, we rented a uh, carpet shampooer in the dorm. Cause we're like, what is this dude? We couldn't figure it out. He was freaking out. What is it? What is it? And we finally realized it was his hand towel. He just never took it off the wall of like it's self cleaning, clean it. Yeah. It's I'm, my hands are clean when I dry them. It's the cleanest they're it's ever going to be after the day. Literally what he said. <laughs> and, uh, that's what this beer t- smells like. Just. All right. Oh, well, I can tell you what, this uh, podcast has not brought to you by Tilted Mash Brewing Company. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's jump into this uh, Out of Bounds real quick. Okay. What do you say? Okay. Sports Meets Beer Podcast is brought to you by Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass and Detail is committed to providing you with the highest quality premium glass products and a professional installation by certified technicians. They are experienced in every aspect of glass replacement or repair, offering factory replacement or a premium aftermarket upgrade. They even deal with those annoying windshield rock chips that show up out of nowhere. They offer free local mobile service and offer a full warranty on all workmanship for as long as you own your vehicle. And across the street at Advanced Detail, they specialize in cars, trucks, vans, RVs, boats, show cars, trailers, and more. They are a full-service auto detailing shop. Offering exterior wash, polish and wax, interior vacuum, shampoo, trim detail, and even smoke and odor removal. Water spot and scratch removal, paintless dent repair, it's all available at Advanced Auto Glass and Detail. Advanced Auto Glass, look for the purple building at 2460 Santa Rosa Avenue. 
And right across the street is Advanced Auto Detail at 2549 Santa Rosa Avenue. Advanced Auto Glass, 707-526-5700. Advanced Auto Detail, 707-526-2200. Let Advanced Auto Glass and Detail take care of all of your automotive needs. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Um, all right. So Out of Bounds Brewing, uh, as we mentioned, good friends of the show. That'll be a good commercials break, too, right there. Um, out of Bounds Brewing, friend of the show. Uh, today in front of there, we have uh, in front of us, we have their uh, barrel aged specialty series. This is the Hurley Burley Barley Wine. Okay. So again, from Mr. Pickles, the fun part about this was that last week I friend of the show, Carl who claimed that Out of Bounds was the best beer he's ever had in his life, even more than the uh, KBS and the uh, all those from Founders. Yep. Uh, this beer is a uh, barrel-aged barley wine, 13% ABV, 11-month-aged 11, 11 in port wine barrels. I'm this, into it. This just came out in November 16th. I'm into this idea of going into and using different barrels the characteristics yes. of all these barrels uh, are so dramatic, dramatically unique, I should say, and diverse. Uh, one of the best tasting experience, tasting room experiences I've ever had uh, for beer or wine was at Calicraft, and they have this uh, wall in their tap room that they call the scratch and sniff wall, and it's just made up entirely of barrel staves from different barrels that they've used for things. So like rum barrels, yeah. Zinfandel barrels, Chardonnay barrels, all kinds of stuff. And it was that time was the first time where I really like saw firsthand from a sensory perspective, like just how diverse all of the characteristics of these things are. Cause you hear barrel age, you just think, Oh, it's French Oak or American Oak. And that's really all there is. Right. Right. You know, there's all these other things. And when you, when you're using barrels that have, you know, basically soaked in the characteristics, whatever it is, and they've been aging before, and now you're applying that, you know, to a medium like this. You know, it's easy to, uh, it's easy just to assume that it's a bourbon barrel. So I'm into the fact I haven't tasted this yet. I'm just I'm into the fact that they're using port barrels. It's not a well, thing that we see very often. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not a huge fan of port wine. I think it's too overly sweet. I think it's a hard time, and I I actually struggle with barley wines too for that exact reason. So I'm I'm curious how this is going to go for me because I, you know, knowing and admitting that I don't care for both categories is interesting. Yeah. To your point on the, on the, uh, the uh, barrel aging. I love how this a, smells. A lot of times uh, when we do uh, like our tours at Lagunitas, like mm-hmm. when our barrel aging area walk through and they'll have the, you'll get the residual sugars seeping out yep. of the keg. And we go up and it's literally like it's, we call it beer candy. You can go up and just take it and it, it has all different flavors. And a lot of times you get a lot of, a lot of whiskey in this one. A lot of different flavors. It's pretty interesting. And it's also dirty and gross, but whatever. Right. That's fine. But uh, to your point earlier, this, is, uh, this looks a lot like a cognac. It looks, uh, it looks like a tawny port. Yeah. A cognac, a tawny port, that kind of thing. It's got that dark ruby color. Um, and uh, there's no head on this. There's no lacing. There's none of that kind of stuff. No, it, it It's 11%. Like so you're not going to get a lot of that anyway. 13%. Is it 13%? 13%. Yeah, so that 13%, you're not get a lot of that anyway. No. So going in again, that, that dark ruby color, um, that walnut. You, know, you go in for the nose, you immediately know that this is a big boozy beer. Oh, wow. It doesn't, it's not boozy like it burns you, but you just can tell how sticky this is, like how rich it is. Um, the barrel note in it is pretty subtle in the this nose. Is, this is 
literally this is drinking this is drinking uh, like a bourbon it's it's just bourbon neat it's incredible um cuz for 13% it's not hot at all it is not hot at all uh and that's good i mean i i would normally want a boo- i want booziness out of this but when you're talking about port wines you're not you know they're you know they're a little higher alcohol content why so you're only drinking 2 ounces of them as opposed to like a regular 6 ounce wine glass right uh so you're not drinking a ton of them they are designed for dessert um but they're not like overly hot they have some booze to them um but this doesn't have any of that this is supple and rich and just very velvety yes the barrel aging aspect of this is really subtle i think i think you know it's funny for a 13 percent beer it's terribly delicate right in such a good way meaning that it's just it's something that this is this would be a great beer to have in the night camping great beer to end the night after you know a holiday dinner or special occasion things like that like i wouldn't just you don't crack one of these to watch during football this is something that you definitely you could lay it down a little bit more doesn't need to be though you know we've talked about that before some of other barrel aged stuff that it could it could age and rest a little longer this is drinkable right now it's a Um, really really delightful pumpkin pie spice thing in this in the finish really like subtle um that like flaky pie crust exists in it i want the i want to eat this with pecan pie i want it like a toasted pecan pie that's what i want to have with this i get a touch of like apricot out of it too like in the finish you mean yeah just a little bit and it's not and it's not even like like a dried apricot yeah yep i could see that i could see that i want a cigar with this is what i want yeah totally you know, it's funny, you know, we've gone through this particular episode. We were recording multiple episodes in one night. And so we're doing smaller sips <laughs> what? as we are going through the tasting. I'm going to steal a wine cork and cork this because I want to take this home. This is that good. Yeah, I agree. Uh, this is a this is rocking. There's a little bit of a dryness to it. A little like a little, a little, little bit, a little bit of tobacco. Yep. at The end of it, too. Yeah, a little tobacco, a um, little leather. Um you know, the, the, and we call it like fruit leather, like the fruit by the yeah, foot yeah, type yeah. stuff. You get a little bit of that in this also without any of the like sour acid. It's just, it's, uh, I know it sounds super corny, but it's like a, it's like a blanket. It's just a warm blanket, this beer. It's soft and it's delicious. And, uh, yeah, I just, I want, I wanted warm piece, piece of toasted pecan pie. Nice. Well, I don't like pecan pie, so. You're going to be having a pie for one. Aren't they all? <laughs> Aren't they all? No, I could. Uh, yeah, this this is uh, an exceptional beer. Again, you know, it's interesting. This tastes now that we've warmed it a little bit. It tastes hotter now than it did when we first sipped it. Really? Not and not substantially. It feels boozier to me now than the first couple of sips. I could see that. I don't find it off-putting. I think it's fine. And I'm taking baby sips of this. Keep yeah. that in mind. I'm barely wetting my palate. Yeah. You know what we got to do. He's getting two fingers out. And he's going to... Wait, what are you doing? What are you doing? A Carl Ruiz trick. Oh, right. <sighs> Fuck, I forgot I picked up dog shit before I came here. <laughs> All I can smell is that. Just kidding. No, it's... 
It's everything. It's it's you get port wine. That's how he gets all the uh, residues off his hands. Gets yeah. them back where they belong. <laughs> no, this this is this is it. It smells just like port wine. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh, God, it's really good. I, I you know I see your point of saying it's a little it's a little hot now, but I I just don't know if it's maybe it's because it hasn't warmed up. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not, I don't want to say it's hot. I just sense more booze in it now than I did the first well, couple sips. It's hard to hide behind a 13% of anything. Right. Right. It's just not very often that, like, it gets hotter. I don't want to keep... Hot is really... It's, well, it's, that's, it sounds negative when we're not trying to intend that. Right. When it, when it amplifies the booziness, normally it, it will, mellows. mellows out, right? It gets all the esters burned off. And maybe letting it sit in this glass a little bit longer, um, you know, we'll let this sit while we record the next episode. And uh, let's see so how this just tastes. chill to the next episode. Right on. Well, let's uh, big thumbs up from us out of bounds. Thank you again. And yeah, two, uh, we also two beers on this show out of the park, dude. Just out of the park. We also appreciate the hospitality that was extended our way. So hopefully we'll be able to do a beer segment live or recorded live at their place and bring that to you guys. In the meantime, hug your loved ones, care for them. <laughs> Sorry, that's the thirteen percent talking. And I am Ben Perry. That is Brad Barmore, Sports Meets Beer Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Brad, anything closing, any closing remarks there, buddy? Uh, for 2019, uh, I resolve to only drink beers that are this good. Well, you're going to have a short list, my friend. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're right there. Yeah.